All right. Hey, guys. Corey Williams here, um, campus pastor at Central Christian, the McChesney Park location. Uh, I have some exciting news. We are now able to have a pastoral resident, and uh, David Morelli is stepping into that role effective immediately. And today, I want you to get to know him. So we're going to do a little interview here on Zoom, and uh, we're going to release this online so you can hear more about his story and, and uh, what he's up to. And then. Um, yeah, if you've got further question, you, questions, you can always reach out to me or, or to David and, and uh, yeah, just get to know him a little bit better. So, David, welcome aboard. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and really the format here is um, allowing people to hear your story, you know, how God's been working in your life and leading you to this moment. And, uh, and, and then just hopefully that gives people a, a confidence in, in your ability to do this role and in uh, clarifying kind of what this role is. So let's start uh, really with the foundational question of how did you come to be a believer? Yeah. So I grew up in McGuanago, Wisconsin, so just north on uh, 43, uh, and grew up in a Christian home. So went to church most Sundays, and I would say... Uh, uh, up until college, knew about God, uh, but didn't really have a personal relationship with him or, or know really why that's an important thing. Um, but that changed for me when I went to college at the University of Minnesota. Um, the first couple months of my freshman year, I think, were a really transformative uh, season for me where I think I heard the gospel uh, and really understood it for the first time um, and understood really the, the call on its on my life, excuse me, uh, to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus. And so I say October of 2014 uh, was when I became a believer. Nice. Um, so how, how old are you then? I'm sure people are trying to piece that together. Yeah, I am 24 now. Okay. Yeah. Young guy. Um, now, when you've talked to me about your, your story before, a big feature of not only hearing the gospel, but really being in an environment where the gospel was very real to you, uh, a lot of that had to do with uh, a group of other young men. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was a big part of your story. Yeah, that was a huge way, I think, that the Lord provided for me early on in my freshman year. Um, the first week of college, actually, I met um, four other guys who became my best friends in college. We lived together my sophomore, junior, and senior year. They're still um, some of my best friends, and, and that was yeah, again, very transformative uh, and just having solid believers, uh, other men in my life, you know, who would, would challenge me to continue to prioritize my relationship with the Lord and um, brought that sense of community and fellowship into my life uh, when I didn't really know anyone else at school uh, as just a, a little freshman. So that was, yeah, a very impactful uh, experience for me. And yeah, I love those guys a lot and very grateful, uh, obviously, that the Lord put them in my life. Yeah, and, and I wanted to highlight that just because I love the fact that um, you do prioritize those relationships. And we as a campus, we want to be about community groups and about people who are doing life, not just, uh, you know, hanging out together for an hour on Sunday, but really building uh, a gospel community where people are growing and thriving. And so that, that feels significant to me. Well, what are some of the other things that you learned during your time in college? Because, you know, you grew up in a Christian household but you really consider that season the moment when the gospel call 
became real and profound to you. And I'm sure then that there was a significant amount of growth that happened. So what are some of the other learnings from that season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, one, I think just learning really how to read the word uh, and how to study it and, and really how to use it to understand and learn more about the Lord, uh, how to use it uh, to see my own sin uh, and see the areas in which, you know, the Lord is calling me to change. And, um, and that was extremely transformative uh, in developing really just the rhythm with the Lord um, of studying his word and, and time in prayer uh, early on in college. Uh, another huge component was um, the fact that I was involved in a campus ministry called Crew or Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, and they were extremely transformative and just, again, a larger community uh, to do life with at a college campus. Um, people who, again, invested in me. I had disciples and mentors throughout my four years there who poured into me, who taught me more about the Lord, who uh, prayed for me and encouraged me throughout that season. Um, and I think beyond that, too, crew places a, a, a large uh, emphasis on mission and being very missionally minded. Uh, and I think that was a, another huge thing that the Lord shifted in me is my life became less inwardly focused and more outwardly focused. Uh, and a big part of that, I think, was just in growing a heart for the world and for sharing my faith. Um, that was something that I had the opportunity to learn how to do my freshman year and had opportunities all throughout college. Uh, and I think that's a passion that I still have. I still uh, want to see people all across the world come to know Jesus. Um, and so I, I believe the Lord's given me a passion for evangelism. And I'm excited to see even in this next year, what sorts of opportunities there are uh, to impact this community. And I think that's why I, I love the vision that Central has of transforming this community into a Christ-like community. Yeah. I think that's a, a fantastic thing to shoot for. And I'm excited to see what the Lord does in this next year. Yeah. And so we've got, you know, some different ideas to try to lean into that uh, passion and some fun things. I've been thinking this week about some masterclass ideas of the basics of sharing faith and things like that, that you'd be able to make a strong contribution to. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Now, during that season, uh, not only, if I remember correctly, not only was God cultivating some of those passions of yours, but you were also invested in a local church. You were able to experience what, you know, from my remote perspective, felt like a very healthy church community. So tell me a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, they're, they're fantastic. I think uh, the preaching and, and the pastoral leadership there, uh, again, I would describe it as healthy. I, I always appreciated that. I think just with the, the honesty and the authenticity uh, with which they've led, uh, I've appreciated that. Their teaching is just extremely biblical, very similar to you, expository style, uh, which I think for me, that was really the first time I was exposed to that. And I think just with my personality and kind of the way that I learned, I think really enjoyed that. Um, and I think for the first time in my life, again, it was the Lord, you know, moving in my heart as well, but sermons became something I would listen to and reflect on on, sun on Sundays and then continue to study throughout the week. And I thought the way that they set that up, how, uh, just the depth of the teaching, I think, allowed for that experience. Um, and it gave me, you know, things to continue to chew on throughout the week and, and really, again, continue to reflect upon. And, and I think the Lord continually worked in my heart uh, beyond that experience, of course, as he does. And it became much more than just a Sunday morning. You know, I go to church because I'm a Christian. Um, it went because, man, I can't wait to study 
God's word. And, and again, I was going with some of my closest friends. So there was that sense of community and fellowship as well. And yeah, so very thankful for uh, the church up in Minneapolis and, and the impact that, that they had on my life. Yeah. And, the, you know, it's, it was exciting to me to hear about that connection, you know, people involved in parachurch ministry can actually kind of look sideways at local churches and vice versa. And I love that there was kind of that healthy relationship that you had uh, by the grace of God, where you were invested in crew, but you were also involved with the local church ministry. You were able to kind of evaluate both and see their, their unique role and uh, their mm-hmm. unique abilities and yeah. uh, be kind of the interplay between the two. So, you know, with that being said, you felt called to do ministry in a pretty unique way. So why don't you tell us about that? Uh, tell us about how you were called into that and, um, and uh, why that was significant for you. Yeah, so my junior year of college, I really started to feel uh, a tug on my heart from the Lord to pursue uh, vocational ministry. Um, and that wasn't something that I had really considered before. So that came as a little bit of a shock, um, but it, it just felt like a very clear call from the Lord. Let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. What were you studying? Okay. So you're at college, but what yeah. were you actually studying? So a big, uh, I would say influence in that was we, uh, as a group of students in our ministry had launched a sharing ministry on campus. And so we would go into the student union every week and share our faith um, and just have gospel conversations with students. And so that was very impactful as I really got to hear other people's experiences, got to see um, more of people's need for Jesus. I saw my own need for Jesus. Obviously, as you're sitting down and you have these shared experiences with people. Um, so that was extremely impactful. Um, but I think a, a couple verses um, really stood out to me. And I, I think they're very common when we talk about sharing our faith, but the Great Commission and then Acts 1.8. Um, and I think oftentimes it's easy to hear those and kind of say, yep, the Great Commission. And we kind of, we write that off a little bit. But I think in that season, what the Lord was really doing was teaching me how that applies to all of us. That applies to, you know, for me, it was whether I choose to, you know, go into physical therapy or vocational ministry, I'm still called to make disciples and to be a witness for Christ. Um, and I think as I continually reflected on that, I think the Lord really used those passages in that season in my life where I was able to do some ministry as a student um, to really show me, I think, some gifts and passions and really start to open that door of, hey, have you actually considered this? And I think that was, a, that was an important question for me was, have you considered ministry? Um, because I think in college, it's easy to say, well, what are you doing with your life? Well, I'm studying so that I can get a job and make a living and, you know, kind of, you just try to plan the rest of your, your life out. Um, and I think what the Lord wanted me to do is to say, have you considered serving me, uh, full time as your, as your employment? Um, and that really became a season of, okay, yeah, Lord, I'm, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm feeling led to say yes to that. Um, and so pretty quickly, then uh, in the spring of my junior year, I got the opportunity to go on a one-week trip to Paris, France. Uh, and it was an opportunity just to learn more about cruise ministry there um, and to actually have the opportunity to share my faith with Parisian students. Um, and that had been something I was very excited about. Uh, I had felt just a tug from the Lord to go internationally uh, and see what missions are like and to really experience, again, just the larger global church. 
Um, and that was obviously in, in just the French context. Um, and that week was incredibly impactful. Uh, the Lord, I think, broke my heart for the city, um, broke my heart for its people, and just saw how big of a need there is for Jesus there. Um, and so after one week getting back on the plane to come back to America, I knew that the Lord was calling me uh, back there long term. Uh, and so Crew offers an opportunity called Stint, uh, and it's a one-year basically internship um, where you go abroad and, and get to do ministry with college students in various locations around the world. And so at that point, I felt like the Lord was leading me to come back for another year after I graduated college uh, in 2018 and, and serve uh, in the location of Paris. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So you were just doing your thing at college and God kind of gripped you and, and caused you to kind of reconsider your calling. Um, in a pretty specific way and then uh, gave you some opportunities to be exposed to kind of global missions in a post-Christian setting. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, I'd love for you to speak into that. I believe, and I've been saying this for a long time, I believe that America is moving into that post-Christian reality. And I think that's really um, at hyperspeed right now that we're moving away from kind of that Christendom model of Christian culture's normal it's normative. It's what everyone kind of operates out of to this new reality. So tell us a little bit about Paris and about that unique dynamic there. Yeah, that was, uh, I think Europe will continue to have, I think just a, a, I will always have a burden for that continent, obviously specifically Paris. Um, but I think part of that is because for much of my life, I thought, well, that's, kind of the birthplace of the church in, in so many ways. I mean, Rome and, and the Catholic church is huge over there and Christianity spread all across the continent. So they're all Christians, right? And we think the same thing about America and a lot of that is cultural. Um, that is not the case at all. Um, like less than 1% of people in France uh, are have a relationship with the Lord. Um, there are 600,000 college students just in the city of Paris and the same thing, less than 1% of them know Jesus. Uh, and so there is a, I mean, you can't understate it enough. There's, or overstate it enough. There's a massive need uh, for people to share their faith all across Europe. Um, and it was fascinating to have that experience and to just see how there are parallels between their environment and our environment here in America and how I don't think we're quite there yet, but we're maybe a generational way. Uh, and so it really has opened my eyes, I think, in coming back home now and being in the States to, I think, see some of the need that maybe I didn't before um, and to, to almost have a look into the future and say, that's kind of where we're headed unless the Lord acts and does something differently. Uh, and so I think it's, it, it's instilled a passion in me, again, for, for sharing my faith as often as I can, um, because the Lord uses that in extremely transformative ways obviously in the individual's life but even in the culture's life and in the in the the country's life uh, as it really can start with just one person um, and so it was an incredibly powerful uh i think experience to minister in that environment very difficult at times as you experience lots of rejection and lots of people kind of look at you sideways when you say you know you believe in god or believe in jesus um, but i think it, it formed a lot of foundation uh, and I think, again, it inspires me, even though I'm not serving there, to just continue to pray for that continent and continue to pray for, obviously, for America and the rest of the world as, as each 
place has their own unique, you know, cultural context. And uh, the Lord obviously is ministering to all of them uh, in unique ways. And so, yeah, it was a really uh, eye-opening experience. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious, and I'm sure we could talk about this a lot. We've not really interacted around this yet, but I wonder what the local church experience was like there. And, you know, what I'm feeling in this moment is uh, with, with our previous Christendom models of ministry, if we just kind of dig in our heels and go, no, we got to get back to that, what we were comfortable with before, um, I feel like we kind of lose the opportunity to make some adjustments that make us more really relevant in the moment that we're in right now. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of those experiences that you've had and seeing kind of, in a sense, into the future of what we could eventually become uh, here in America, uh, you might have some, some pretty cool insights into that. Now, what are some of the other things that you had from, from that experience? You did that not just for one year, but you recommitted and did that. Two years. Yeah. So from the fall of 2018, was over there in August of 2018 and then got back. Uh, well, I would have been there until July of this year, but because of COVID, we got back in, in late March. Um, so yeah, I mean, other takeaways, uh, I mean, it was, it was incredible to see uh, just a bigger picture of the global church. And I think that's why I think when we all have the opportunity to experience something internationally, uh, as it relates to missions, like I highly recommend that because it just opens your eyes to a new experience, uh, to a new culture. I mean, I, I got the chance to interact with French believers who were extremely on fire with the Lord, uh, who loved the Lord deeply, uh, many of whom often, especially the college students, didn't always know other believers in their life and yet had such strong, deep faith. Uh, and it just, it, it brought clear, you know, the idea and some of the themes that you read in Revelation of every tribe, tongue, and nation. Uh, and we saw, and I just got to see one small, you know, glimpse of that, obviously, of just being in Paris. Um, but it was so cool to see how the Lord pursues each and every one of us uh, and every culture and every nation. Uh, and so that was just an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, obviously, had lots of opportunities to share my faith. Uh, and that was a challenge in a new culture, speaking French, uh, learned how to communicate the gospel that way, which was uh, humiliating, not in a, like an embarrassing way. Sometimes it was, uh, but just in such a humbling way of, of really being reminded of how the gospel, the Lord speaks to us in our heart language. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me to communicate the gospel in English to a French student who maybe is fluent, that still misses some of the impact. Um, and so that was just a very humbling, uh, experience to have the chance to do. Um, another thing that I think was very impactful is we were attempting to build campus ministries at the different college campuses across the city of Paris. Uh, and those things really don't exist. Some of that is due to some, some cultural differences with just kind of what university looks like for French students versus on an American college campus. Um, but a lot of it has to do with, again, the, the fact that not many of them know Jesus. Uh, and so we were really building things from the ground up. Um, and that was a really cool experience to get to walk with the Lord and, and try different things and kind of say, what's going to work and what isn't. Um, we really tried to make the foundation of our ministry prayer um, because we were working against centuries really of that culture that said, 
Christianity was becoming less and less and less important. And so we kind of said that every conversation we were having was working against years and years of, in some ways, oppression. Uh, and, and, and you're working, you know, against all of those obstacles. Uh, but it was so cool to see how the Lord uh, was faithful in providing those things, whether that was a, another Christian student who would come share their faith with us or seeing students begin a relationship uh, with Jesus. Um, but I think that experience of, of getting to build a ministry uh, was really exciting. Uh, it was challenging at times for sure. There were lots of obstacles, um, but it was so cool to just get to walk with the Lord in that and partner with him. Um, and I think that just gave me a lot of good experience in navigating the culture that you minister in um, as I realized the importance of that. And so again, the things that I did in France may or may not work in America. Um, but I think that's kind of the point of understanding the culture, understanding the people that you're working with. Um, so that's something I'm excited to apply uh, in this context and in this community. Yeah. And, you know, I think that those are assets, you know, if, if you kind of review your experience and you're building ministries that didn't previously exist. And, and uh, there's a lot of that with our young congregation of things that we're working on and building and creating and uh, some of the language we use as we fail forward, you know, you try something and then you do different iterations to make it, you know, more of what the Lord wants. And I love your emphasis on prayer. I think that that's a huge piece. And uh, I love that um, really the cultural constraints made you consider how you have to work through other people, you know, like mm -hmm. obviously you can try to learn, you know, different language and learn kind of the experience of the culture. But I think as we've talked, you, you've kind of mentioned that part of the strategy really was to, to give uh, indigenous people, you know, locals there, nationals there, um, the ability to kind of do ministry on their own. And I think that's going to yeah. be similar in our case as well of, um, you know, you're coming in really as a foreigner kind of to, to our, our local community, but you're learning how to empower people to do ministry uh, to their family and friends and, uh, and loved ones. All right. So coronavirus happens, you're in Paris, you have to rush back home. We don't even know each other yet. So how do we end right. here? You know, how do we end up in this conversation of talking about pastoral residency and you being a part of our yeah. Yeah, so one of my teammates uh, while I was over there both years uh, was Lauren Otto, now my wife. Uh, and we got engaged back at the end of February. So it was actually one of the last things, kind of our last like date nights before COVID happened and the city locked down, um, which is, it's still crazy to think that that was just six months ago. Um, and so we had reached out to you because we were hoping that you would officiate the ceremony. Um, and so crazy transition, COVID happens, we're back in the States, um, and we were hoping to start some premarital counseling with you. And so that was, I think our first session was in May. And so that was when you and I met, um, I had the chance just to get to know one another and kind of set up a little bit of a schedule uh, for premarital counseling. But at that time, uh, the Lord was really working in Lauren and I's life. Uh, at that season, we were actually praying and, and hoping to be able to join staff with crew in the States. Um, and that was kind of what we felt led to uh, from the Lord. But the Lord shut that door. Uh, and pretty, pretty surprisingly, uh, we really didn't suspect it. Uh, and so we kind of, which, you know, is 
again, looking back hindsight, it's kind of fitting for 2020 kind of was like, a, uh, what, what are we going to do? Um, and so, you know, we started having conversations of what is this for our wedding? Uh, what does this mean for jobs? You know, what are we going to do? Uh, and at that point you and I had, um, started talking. I just asked you, you know, Hey, what, I'd love to hear more about the church and what sorts of opportunities there might be. Um, and so we kind of landed on the idea of this pastoral residency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, pastoral residency, I know everyone who's tuning in and listening and us included, we're kind of like, what is that? You know, what <laughs> I mean, and so the truth is uh, we don't have all the answers for what this could become, but it's really a 12 month learning experience uh, for you and for us as a congregation and uh, we get the benefit of having you join our team with your experiences and with your gift mix and with your passions and, uh, and, and allow you that platform to be able to kind of leverage that for the advancement of the kingdom. And so I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Now, when you think about this, what are some of the, the things that you're most looking forward to about this experience? Yeah, um, I'm really excited just for the new opportunity. Um, you know, obviously the experience in Paris is going to be completely different um, to what this next year is, is looking like, but I think that's going to be such a good thing. And, and I'm excited to see not only what the Lord does in, in my life, but what he does in the life of the church. Um, as again, this just the season that we're in is difficult and it's, it's trying, um, but it feels like the Lord is, going to do some really, really sweet things in and through it. Um, and so I'm really excited to just get to be a part of that and get to kind of firsthand experience those things uh, with this church community. I'm excited as well to just explore my giftings and passions. Again, I, I know um, what some of them are. And so I'm excited to pursue, you know, something like evangelism and sharing my thoughts to get involved in the church and, and make this community home. Um, that's just a, what feels like a big need for all of us right now is that sort of community. Uh, and so we're excited to pour into everyone, uh, to have a chance to, to build that community, to be, to be cared for and, and poured into as well. Um, and really to develop that, that family, uh, here at McChesney Park. Um, so those are a couple of the things that, that I'm excited for. Excited to work alongside you, Corey, as well. Oh, I appreciate uh, I think that. That'll be a very sweet experience and just getting to watch and learn from you um, along the way. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And, you know, as a church, we're just thrilled um, that God has kind of put this in our lap and uh, we're excited about our, um, the opportunity that this season affords us, you know, uh, like David just mentioned, it is a weird and trying and frustrating season, but God is at work and uh, David's involvement with our church is evidence of that. And, I think that there are some really special opportunities ahead. And so um, this is a piece of it. David joining our team is a piece of it. But man, as a church, I, I feel like God is giving me a vision for our future together. And I'm very thrilled uh, to pursue that together with all of you guys, with, with David and with the rest of the Chesney Park gang. So um, David, thanks for jumping on today and uh, doing this interview with me. And uh, thanks to everyone that listened.